ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad this is Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Drunk off love, two lonely hearts, feel so blessed for what I got. Welcome back to the Pop-Off with Martise. I'm Martise and I got Jay Asadi here with me. As always. And we got a special guest today. Dawn, how you doing? All right. How are you guys doing? We're, uh, well, I'm great now that I'm talking to you. I always love talking to you. You crack me up. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We got to start this over. Why? Like, you're supposed to give, like, more of a better intro than that. Like, we got a special guest and then say, hey, Dawn. Like, you got to give her, like, say who she is and shit. Like, you got to hype it up. I can tell you who I am. She don't have to. I'm just saying, like, hype it up. Like, we got, you know, we got Dawn Derry. You know Dawn. Like Go ahead. Got, you know, tell you tell everybody about yourself. I'm Dawn Derry. I am a friend of Martise for years now. Um, let's see. I'm into this whole pop culture and how it's referenced to kind of how society, the social sides, the social needs and stuff of society and how this stuff all lines up. So I'm here to talk about hot topics with you guys and get give my opinions, like it or not, and um, just try to get people to think some, think outside of the where they already at. Well, it sounds like she qualified for me, you know what I mean, to me. <laughs> and I couldn't have done an intro like that. Well, that's why I'm saying we needed a grand introduction. <laughs> All right, Dawn, we're definitely going to have to have you on more often because I know this is going to be fun. So, of course, we're talking about the uh, Megan and Prince Harry. Can we even call him Prince Harry still? Well, technically, I think he lost the title, so he's hairy in these streets. Man, fuck that. He always going to be the prince to me. <laughs> it's crazy how... In America, we don't even... We call the Dutch... What? Kate Middleton is technically a duchess and not a princess. Half the time over here, it's all the same, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. He will be a prince. Yeah. I mean, it's like... For me, it's like, once a prince, always a prince. Yeah. I mean, I think so, too, until, you know, they don't give you the security. Yeah, that was crazy. That shit was crazy. And you know what? what's even crazier is that um, there's this one Facebook group that I'm in, 
and someone posted a picture of the house that they were staying in and it was like on the water and she said this is where they were staying here's a picture of it and you like you didn't see any security and they were like that's kind of scary because it was very accessible for you know i hope you got some good neighbors i know don what do you think about the security thing Pardon me, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, I watch a lot of The Crown. Let me put that out there first. As part of it, I was just like, well, you quit your job. And if part of your job was having security around, you know, whatever, when you quit your job, you don't have that no more. It's just like if I worked somewhere and my benefit package included X, Y, and Z, when I quit my job, the benefit package went away. And if I want those things to continue, I got to pay for them myself. So I guess it's kind of like with them, my thing is, is it's it's a two-edged sword where it's like you can't, on one hand, you can't scream that you want privacy. You don't want X, Y, and Z. The the normal stuff. Now, the racism and talking about their baby and stuff like that, that's different. But as far as some of like the basic everyday paparazzi type of stuff and some of that stuff you gave up when you quit your job because for the royal family, especially again, if y'all watch The Crown or anything like that, it shows you how duty the duty is what's what they're being paid for, if that makes sense. So it's like they're giving up their lives to serve that country or be like public ambassadors in exchange for these things. And when you decide you don't want to do that anymore, that was on y'all being silly, thinking that those things are going to continue for you. Or making the assumption that it was going to. Now, they could have been nice because I think they said, like, Diana still had that. And, like, uh, King Edward, I think, when he stepped down, he still had it. Like, still had rights and privileges and stuff to a certain extent. So I don't know if Harry and Meghan thought that was still going to continue. And the Queen's people were like, "Uh uh-uh, no ho. And shut that down. But I feel like them... If they were expecting it, that was on their side to kind of be, that was their ego on their side, assuming that they were going to still have the same rights and privileges that they had when they were serving the crown. I guess when you put it like that, to me, it makes sense because that was their job and that was a perk of the job. Was it yeah. really a no, job, I do though? think they should have a basic level of security. You know, something just like the ex-president. Barack still got security. The oh, question yeah, they is, get that who's for paying life. for it? Who's yeah. paying for it? Yeah, but you got to understand, like, their hierarchy, it's not a job for them. See, they're born into that. That's bloodline. So I think what they assumed was because of the bloodline, because they, they were willing, they weren't just not, they weren't, they were giving up their, as far as being in front of the camera, they were trying to play behind the scenes, where they said that other people with our junior members of the family right. have done the same thing and still have security. Mm-hmm. Now, this man not only should have had security because he did serve his nation, he was out, you know, he was going to fight in the, in, in the war, and he that's why he got his military ribbons and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They stripped him of even that, where he don't even have the benefits that come with, I guess, will be their VA, you know what I mean, benefits. Like, they stripped him of everything, even though he not only, he didn't just do his job, he served his nation. So they don't have no respect, not even for veterans. I think, I feel like where it's a little bit, and I get that. Whereas if the people that are seen as a lower level are getting benefits that they didn't. But I guess my question would be, 
those people, are they still the ones who are seen as lower than him and her? Are they willing to still play ball in order to keep what they got? Yeah. I bet you like, they are. are. There secrets they're not talking. Like there's things they're not doing or saying, like we'll say air quote, staying in their lane to keep securing oh, and yeah. to keep whatever they got. Oh, yeah. Whereas Megan wasn't. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Like I said, we already know politics has evolved, especially when she was talking about the institution and, you know, how they had an HR department. I mean, I never would have imagined a castle having an HR department like they turned it into a corporation. Right. You know what I mean? It really isn't a family. It it got to turn into a corporation where it was a job. And that's what the problem was. If you, again, I feel like I should be working for Netflix. Have you watched The Crown? Like, I haven't, season but now one? I really feel like if I If it ain't Game to. of Thrones, I don't want it. Oh my gosh. If you watch The Crown, it will change your entire way of viewing like Queen Elizabeth, her husband, Prince Charles to a certain extent. It'll make you look, have you look at Diana differently, even in the aspect of now, how much of it's true, who knows, but how much of it is probably, there's probably more truth than people would probably want to admit because it does kind of put a negative light on how they operate. So this whole idea of duty is like, at least with that show, it was heavily pushed on Queen Elizabeth when she became queen that her she was always supposed to choose the crown first and how that affected all her other relationships, even mm-hmm. with Prince Philip, where he kind of was emasculated in a way because she couldn't even take his last name because it had to be the House of Wales. Like that that family line had that name had to keep going. So like she couldn't even take his name. He would have to sometimes like walk behind her, things like that where you would we take for granted here as far as your relationship with your your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, kind of being able to be like, we stand next to each other. Or in some instances, we, we let the man step in front of the woman. And he couldn't do that. And then even how with Charles, how they were prepping him to one day be king, it's just, it's a mess. Like, there is no family in the aspect of here where that loyalty of like I got my brother's back or I got whoever it's they're not like that and then especially too if you already know how kind of British culture already has kind of that that snootiness like that sarcasm like they don't seem the most warm and fuzzy right you add that too on top of that where it's like it's not like America where we turn on the TV and you see first family where Brock is like kissing on Michelle and doing whatever. Even like when, uh, when William and Kate got married, it was like a pick on the lips after the ceremony. Like there was no like real shows of affection and stuff like that. So I feel like that whole idea of duty, it, and especially with the advisors and stuff, because above all else, if, if shit goes to hell, they got to make sure the crown still is intact. If that makes sense. No, it makes so, sense. I mean, like I said, you have it's it's politics. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I I got that, but like I said, I I felt like the interview was just a small small taste of them actually letting the family know, like we can we can make a bath for you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like no, that I was that was them the doing a warning shot. 
with yes, Oprah. I think that was that, yeah. You know what I mean? I sat there and watched that, and I told Martise that. I said, man, I said, they sending a warning shot, right, letting you know, like, no, we're not going to divulge that because that could be damaging, this, that, and the third. But they hinting at it because now they know everybody's going to want more. Uh-huh. I'm not going to talk about that conversation because it could be damaging to that person. So fall in line or you're going to be damaged. It's not, it wasn't like fall, up, fall in line. It was, like, it was like, you know, call the dogs off. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what that was. Yeah. Like, let us live our life. We over here got our little movie deals. You know what I mean? Our, with our distribution deals. We got to make our own money. Like, let us live our life. I just want her to become a real housewife. <laughs> That's all that I want. I also feel like there was a little bit on, a little bit on Megan's part, a little, a little, she was a little naive, I think, I think in the aspects of knowing what that, what the crown means, it maybe thought of it a little more of how we are over here, like it's more socialites. Yeah. Yes. Like Hollywood in front of cameras, movie premieres and just famous and not so much of the regal. Yes, and like what that meant, like no, you you can't have a voice. You you can't have your own opinions. We're neutral. Like we are, like ambassadors for this country. We don't have opinions on whatever meant. Like whatever's happening in the streets, we don't have anything to say about that. Right. Right. And I feel like that was hard to a certain extent because it was like if you you want to do things a certain way and you can't. But, um, so I feel like a little bit of that too, where it was like, girl, you thought you was going to come in here wearing tiaras and dresses and... She thought it was just going to be for show. Yeah. Like, she didn't understand, like, behind closed doors, there was still a hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Like, you still got to be on your P's and Q's. You still going to curtsy. You still going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's 24-7. Like... You know, when, when when she did her uh, character on Suits, she probably thought, like, okay, I'll go do my job, get back off set, everybody joking around. Like, and then how I'm that me. was a, Yeah, right. in Hollywood. And she don't understand, like, these people go to school for this. Because you heard her say, yes. well, they didn't even send me to school, pretty much saying, like, they did everybody else on uh-huh. how to, you know, be royal. I yeah. had to learn all of this stuff for, you know what I mean? And I think that's what really frustrated her is that they thought that they would had somebody was going to be like Kate. That was just gonna fall in line, right? Look pretty, you know what I mean. Bear children, and that was the end mm. of that. Because outside of Megan and Harry, the royal family's not entertaining. There's no entertain like they no. were the, they were the hottest thing over there, man. So okay, so speaking of entertaining, uh, not that this is entertaining, but I want to hear both of yours opinion when Harry dressed up as a. Nazi soldier for Halloween. This was years ago. Oh yeah, I read something about that the other yesterday or today. I just I feel like that just shows again how out of touch. But I think it goes back to like what Jay was saying, where they send them to school and stuff. And I feel like it's not more, not too much different than in a way of kind of you think of the military in a way, like training you up to be a certain way or a certain thoughts in a way is kind of, kind of like, sometimes I think that's what they're going to do with the military. Just so you keep whatever that goal or whatever the goal is, you keep that in front of you. So I feel like he probably wasn't exposed to anything that was going to look, make, make them look bad. Or it's almost like here, 
when we talk about like slavery with some of these people where they just kind of brush over it because they just saw a line or two about it, but never really learned much of like, didn't really learn about it. Yeah. So whereas there's things that we might be offended by when it comes to slavery or something. And when you have people looking at you like, Oh, well that was years ago or, you know, that doesn't impact us now. And I feel like that's the same, that's that same kind of thing where it was probably a line in a history book, but not really too much to do with British, like what he would need to know for his role that he didn't necessarily know the impact or how big the impact was from that. I disagree. What do you say, Jay? I disagree. I mean, I think he knew damn well what he was doing. He was making a statement or he was going shock culture, as you want to call it. Um, you know, everybody knows what it represents when you put that uniform on. I mean, England was in World War II. They was fighting with Germany. I don't think, you know, I agree with you as far as him not recognizing as far as a racial consciousness. I agree with you there. But I definitely think he was doing it as far as like a rebel or to rebel against something. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times that's what the, the me, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to rebel against the norm. They can't stand uh, I'm not saying him. I'm not, and I don't want to get off topic too much as far as you know. People we mm-hmm. call we deem them Nazis as far as their beliefs, but they go against what's the norm. He was going for a shock, but he was raised in a white world. Like he said, he didn't realize how white his world was until he brought Megan into it. And then when they were about to have children, that's when it really came out, and that's when his eyes had to be open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can see the frustration and the pain in his voice because he don't get it. Right. And I don't think he's still, he's still not, because he doesn't understand why they, why, you know what I mean, how deep it is. Right. And he's just going to, they're just going to see it more as things go on. You know, the queen came out and they made a statement how it's something that they're going to work on in their family. Are they actually going to like work on it or are they going to work on hiding it better? I I mean they're gonna hide it, but I don't see any I don't see them it's all white. Like Megan, when she walked into that world, she walked into an all white world. There was nobody in there that looked like her, nobody that she could identify with as far as, you know, if there was any racism, like she was alone. I I wonder though if that's what how she saw herself. Because I I would say again, and again, I'm not biracial, but I feel like you can have a whole conversation with biracial people. Some are going to view themselves as black. Some are going to view themselves as biracial. And some are going to view themselves as more white. So I wonder with Meghan Markle, if you start looking at before the Harry stuff started, because mm-hmm. one thing I had seen, like I had seen somebody commenting, they were like, she was, she was an okay, like as far as known actress, but this put her in the spotlight being in this relationship with Harry and getting married to him kind of thrust her onto the A-list. And then you start seeing the people she's around with now. But I just wonder who she was hanging out with beforehand to know if she didn't see herself necessarily as different than them. It was when she got in there too and they reminded her like, oh, yo, you black. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and definitely. There's a difference. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? How you got some mm-hmm. people who biracial yeah. that don't hang out with no black folks mm-hmm. and see themselves pretty much as being white. Like, mm-hmm. they might not say I'm white, but they see themselves as more so white than they do black. Mm-hmm. And it's not until they get thrust into situations like this where they're, the world reminds them, like, yo, homie, for lack of a better word, you a nigga. Like, yeah. yeah, nah, real rap. Listen, 
And 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 then they they be they be they be hurt by it, and it's like I don't I don't feel bad for you. Like all that tap dancing you did, all that yeah. you know what I mean. All the times you stay silent when they were disrespecting, you know, you know our race and stuff like that, and you went along with it, and now all of a sudden you you get you get exposed right. to the, how they really feel about you. I don't feel bad for you. And that's why I said, like, I wonder if you were to look back, you know what I mean? Like, young Megan, like, I look back. I, I feel bad around? for Megan. Who was you, like, what were you doing? Because sometimes you do see that. And I, again, not all biracial, you know, they all got different experiences with somebody get mad about trying to clump all biracial people together. No, but you do have some biracial people. And even you got some, some black people who don't hang out with nobody that looks like them that they ain't related to. Mm-hmm. And so they start to forget and start seeing themselves as equal to, in a way, until they go somewhere and someone points out the fact, oh, that you black. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder with her, like, what was your life before him? Like, who was you hanging out with? Where were you? Just because your mom is black don't mean you was around anybody else that, right. else that was black. And so if she, her eyes got open too. Because she wasn't thinking like that happens to other people or that happens to darker people, you know, whatever. And then she got up because she keeps her hair straight. You never see her with her hair curly. Mm-hmm. Like even she is trying, like how much have you assimilated to fit in with white people? Mm. And then when you thought you did, the mm. British tabloids let you know that you are not. Mm. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, and, and like I said, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not knocking her. I think. From a woman's standpoint, you know, a lot of girls would love to grow up to be a, get married to a prince and yeah. become a princess and all that stuff. Like that was a fairy tale. What you, yeah, exactly what you think it but, is. But when you think of a princess, you think of blonde hair, blue eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't yeah. think of Meghan Markle. Yeah. That's what, that's what that's how deep that is. So what Dawn said was really deep. Where it was like, girl, you just Cinderella. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, and because I was like, look how even not trying to be funny, but look how long it took Disney to get a black princess. Oh, come on. Or and so outside, And so I'm like, and that's the one thing I say with Megan. I was like, and again, I'm not like trying to talk like I know the biracial experience or nothing like that, but I do eat rigatoni and collard greens. So I'm just saying I've been in But you know the black experience. You, but you know the I, black experience. I'm like, we about I'm Western Pennsylvania experience. We biracial in that area. We Italian and black. But she's um, not wrong. But just saying, she just, I just wonder because it was, again, we didn't really pay attention to any of her relationships, things like that, until she's, till it was announced that they were getting married. People right. thought they were going to get yeah. married. Then people started paying attention. You start seeing she's doing interviews with Oprah. You know, she's hanging out with, um, Serena Williams and this, that, and the other. Were you hanging out with these people two years ago? Of course not. I mean, but that comes with any success. I mean, whether she got in a, you know, I mean, since we're going back to her job, as we're calling it, she got a new job. <laughs> you know what I mean? She leveled up. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for real, because I mean, out of all the women in the world, Prince Harry, what was so special about Meghan Markle? And that's yes. why all the attention. Where, you know, where did you come from? You know what I mean? And that's it might have been too much for her. Yeah. You see how she living now? She went back to that simple shit real quick. Right. She said, I done, I done reached the mountaintop. I done seen what's up there. You can have it. You know what I mean? But it also, too, it served, I feel like it 
in a way still got her if if she was in this for the the fame she found a way they i should say found a way to get it and still not have the the duty attached to it because now people are still paying attention to what projects are y'all doing we'll pay you for interviews they're still like they're fake like hollywood famous like you said earlier jay yeah. where it's like she got that like if that was your goal you got that now. And that's part of the reason why you, because you weren't going to get that over there. Even if you left the royal family and said, we're still going to stay over here. They had to come to America where they were going to be treated like celebrities. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely because they had to thrive. I mean, they were treated like, it, if you would have stayed, that's like like prime example. Let's go. You know, I love Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Rocky Five. Now, his neighborhood welcomed him back when he lost his money, lost his mansions and stuff like that. Whereas if I can't, if I was up like Rocky, and I lost and all, came back to Newcastle, and they're not gonna welcome me back. No. Like they're gonna be clowning you, they're gonna be messing with you, stuff like that. And I feel like because people probably are jealous of you, like Harry, he grew up very privileged. Mm-hmm. Where, and I'm, and this has nothing to do with race. Now, now we want to talk about class because you can't talk about race without talking about class. The two go together. Mm-hmm. Now, for him to have to go out and be amongst the people that he's not even familiar with, because Megan don't know how to thrive in no England. Mm-mm. Outside yeah. of that castle, Harry don't know how to thrive outside of England. So, you know, she was like, well, baby, we can go to America because I, it's great over there. I can, I can tell you all about it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, she knows how to survive in America. Right. Whereas, you know, in, in England, you know, you ain't, you're not a, he didn't even know how to survive in his own country. I thought it was crazy when he was talking about riding a bike and he said how he, he never got to do that. And his son was on the back with his, uh, yeah. arms out. And he said, we, and I like, I guess I never thought about something like that. I listened to all of that. Yeah. And I'm like, outside of that castle, that man does not know how to, he won't, he don't know how to thrive. Like, even him being on that little farm or wherever, wherever they at, that beach or wherever the fuck they at, that's just foreign to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I will say that I think America was a good spot for him because we can't kind of, I just thought about like when he went through his wild phase and when they, when he was in Vegas naked. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, he's one of us. Also a different environment over in America for the, the most part, while we might have what people consider cancel culture or whatever, but for the most part, anything goes almost over here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it also, that's another thing that could have got him over here was just the the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do and not have to answer because, and not have to answer it. Because in, in a way, the cameras are still going to be flashing. He's going to go wherever. People are still going to be out there taking his pictures and he's not going to be out of the spotlight the cancel like culture is fake. And so I was like, he's not going to be out of the, the, the spotlight completely. And, um, but I feel like we're more forgiving over here yeah. than necessarily they would be over there. Right. But you said a key word, you said cancel culture. I believe the cancel culture is fake. And I, I the reason I say that is because, like, you can't really cancel anybody because that's the case in how 6 9 still and it would be seen and heard and this I, I don't believe in the cancel culture. I don't believe in it. I believe you I believe it's fake. I believe you only get canceled if you let them cancel you. I feel like it's just um what is it? The keywords or whatever they call it when you use it's a trend. The, spe- the specific word to draw people's attention. So that, that cancel culture. Works? 
would you say, Martins? Uh, dog whistle. It, you know, I forget what they call it in marketing. Like we're like, oh, when you're doing your resume, make sure you have whatever words or whatever. But um, I feel like it's that where cancel culture is more of like a trigger word where it's like no matter who it is, once you say cancel culture, it gets people's attention. Well, this is awful. So they don't necessarily look at, because that's like that whole thing with the Dr. Seuss books where no one canceled Dr. Seuss, but they put a spin on it and and depending on where you fall on, on the side, whatever side you fall politically, um, somebody had put this post and was pretty much like accusing me of being blind to the media playing me. And I was just like, but you don't even recognize that the media plays you too. Like left or right, they're playing both sides. And that these key words, these trigger words draw you in and off top create like division. So I was like, he's not canceling. Dr. Seuss isn't canceled. But you see where the left, I mean, the right side, right sided media kept pushing this whole thing of, oh, they're going to take Dr. Seuss away from you. They're canceling Dr. Seuss. And it was like, no. You know why? They quit publishing books. Like y'all are falling for this too. You know why this artist people want to it comes from people putting their kids in timeout. I mean, think about it. That's it. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Time out. Time out, Johnny. Time out. And they grow up thinking that's how we answer the problems is by putting people on timeout. I blame the timeout generation or whoever started the fucking timeout. That's who I blame. Okay. Because they don't because I don't want to hear you. I don't want to see you. Timeout. So so in a sense, I get what you're saying. And that's funny. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth, man. It's the timeout motherfucker. To they a thought certain I was the extent. I feel like what happened though is it's just like when you see these memes of like someone posted a meme of Frosty the Snowman and was talking about, oh, wait till they find out Frosty don't wear pants and um smokes a pipe in front of kids. And so what happens is when they meet... There's some like, uncles they say, out there that smoke a pipe in front of their kids without their <laughs> pants on, so... Yes, but I feel like what that does is it's it's certain people's ways of being like, instead of us talking about this, let's deflect by making it into a joke. And so I feel like cancel culture, this whole idea of cancel culture, let's focus on this idea of cancel culture versus what's being canceled and why it's being canceled. I'm going to tell you what movie everybody needs to watch. Demolition Man. Everybody needs to watch Demolition Man because that's the society that we're heading for now where you won't even be able to swear in public and you'll be getting a fine. Everybody walking around, happy, happy, joy, joy, listening to little infomercials and commercials like that instead of all the clean Brady Bunch shit. We're headed to a Brady Bunch thing where it's all clean cut and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, watch what's happening. They're doing it within making people wear uniforms and shit. So you take away a person's personality from how they're doing it within the schools. They're doing it with that. There's, everything's going. I, everything's going in the Brady Bunch mode. Listen, Trust me. S- school uniforms. That's that's a everybody's. Different. Everything's going in the Brady Bunch mode. I'm telling you, it's going to be everybody wants to have a groovy day. But I feel like the school uniform, though, that's uh, an example. Also, when you start talking about classism, where it is is it making everybody 
the same or is it leveling the playing field? Like you, some of that stuff you got to look at is the motivation behind it's it. Killing, That's exa- it's, ki- it's killing the individuality, man. But you but can still not- be an individual. And, and The clothes don't change. If you play sports in a, in a, in a school, you're still going to be treated a lot better than somebody that don't play sports. How or, many how, how many I mean? kids do you know that that got made fun of because of their clothes? I was one oh. of them. Okay. What you talking? That's exactly what <laughs> you know I'm what saying. Mean? I mean there's, 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 there's always going to be, you know, the girls walking around with, you know, the Michael Kors person. But you got to learn this is back or fight. Like that. But that's not what high school should be about. Well, that's yeah. what but you like y'all school was different than my school. You're right. Like when you tell me, you know what I mean, like like I said, people was clowning your sneakers. People was clowning your clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People was clowning your looks, everything. Like it was people just digging on each other all day long. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I was... conversation. Yeah, that's a totally not, different... Not, I'm, not, I'm not cutting you off. I'm just saying like that gets into that whole thing when we start talking about... If y'all start talking about like classism and then like slave mentality and mm-hmm. right. stuff like that. But that slave mentality, (laughs) that slave mentality, going back to what we were talking about, still applied when they were worried about how dark Archie was going to be. Yes. Because you you remember remember now, the lighter you were, the more favorable you were in the big house. Yeah. But I also said, though, like, well, now their motivation behind it, I guess, is that what makes the difference? If the act is the same on both sides, is is the motive what makes one better than the other? Because while one side will say they had their motives, they wanted him to be light enough to pass, like mm-hmm. so you could wouldn't be an issue. Whereas you had black people, we was waiting to see what that baby, what his ears was looking like and mm-hmm. his fingernails. So we could be like, oh shit, we in there. What you talking about? I wanted to see the nose. I was waiting for the hair. We were looking for things <laughs> to prove that he was black, mm-hmm. whereas they were trying to look for things to prove that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, is the motivation what makes us the two sides different? Well, there's a certain there's a certain joy that comes out of, I think, from white people when they have a biracial child in their family, like, oh, he has hair like me. Like, there's a certain delight in it. And it's like, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, I don't, I think they were almost afraid of them having, you know, an afro or something. I don't, you know what I mean? Or having those, you know, curls that make this thing. But there's a, you know, when they, there's the same way we would have been excited if they had hair like us, they would have been excited if you look like them. So there was no winning. But, but, but I think. That's that- what I'm saying. There's no winning. Right. And and I also think that that also goes beyond race and what you want, like, I want my child to look like me. Why wouldn't you want your child to look like your partner? You know what I mean? Like, you get enjoyment when you see something that his eye does and you're like, oh, he gets that from me. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? All right. But, but, that's, but that's different versus... Where they were like, well, how dark is the baby right. going to be? be- because, because now it's not, you don't, you don't, you want the baby to look like you for other reasons. And they said, how's that going to look for us? Exactly. What, yeah. What's that going to look like? What would you expect it, it is, to look like? It's going to look but like I a baby. But I feel like it is that thing of where there was no winning. It's just that when I saw people bashing them for that, like I seen a lot of black people like bashing them for that. And I was just like, yo, y'all. Y'all was looking at the baby's skin color too. Mm-hmm. Y'all was having conversations about that skin color. I know we, me and people I know was talking to, 
we were talking about wonder what color he's going to be. What's he, you know, what his hair going to look like? And mm -hmm. so I'm like, is it the motivation behind the conversation that makes the difference? Because I was like, we weren't doing nothing different than what they were doing. We're exactly. speculating about what's he going to look like? What does that mean for us? And going back to what you said, when they, why some of these people with biracial kids be happy that their hair is straight? Because they don't know what to do with it. How many little biracial mixed girls did you used to see back in the day? The parents cut all their hair off because they didn't know what to do with it. Mm. Oh, Don, that makes me so sad. So there's there's a reason because I just was having a conversation with somebody and I was like, I could care less if you date every white girl, you have babies with every white girl in the world, whatever. If you want to sleep with every black dude out there, more power to you. But once you start having babies, especially little girls, I was like, if you don't watch a YouTube video, walk into Sally's and try to be like, hey, can you give me some product ideas? Instead of having these babies walking around looking like their hair is all dried up. And then I get mad at the dads, too, because I'm like, y'all out here having babies with these white girls. But you ain't trying to make sure there's shit you know. You got a mama. You got a sister. You got whatever. Oh. Make sure your child, you know, do your part, too, to make sure that your child understands Listen. their culture, their hair, whatever. Oh, and also, die, die. I, I can guarantee you that you could walk into at least five salons in this area, and if you ask for help, somebody would show you how to do something. Well, I don't know too many black salons. I can't think any right now. But that makes yeah. me remind me because, you know, and I, you know, me and one of my, my, me and my, one, one, me and one of my sons, we, we connect. Right, he's a little bit older. <clears throat> Make a long story short, you know, I was absent because wasn't welcome, and uh, we had a conversation. You know, I'm telling him going over, you know, manly things that we do. You know, so we're talking, and when he said he didn't put lotion on after he got off the shower, I said, "Oh damn!" You know, I felt like I failed as a black father. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I felt like I failed as a black father because I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I told him, I said, what you mean you don't put no lotion on? Well, I, <laughs> I found yes. you. I mean, that's just being black 101. When you're out in that shower, you put on that, that lotion, that baby powder. You know what I'm saying? And these are things yes. that you do. And I'm just like, man, like that that's little simple stuff. That stuff little that, stuff like that. Yeah. That people don't take. When it's like, when you hear people sitting up here and I was like, culturally, yes, there's a difference. There are things where... I'm like, we can have all the little biracial babies in the world. You want to, even when it's like some black people I know, going back to earlier where I was like, if you are fine, like you feel like white is right and that's all you want to be around, that's fine. That's whatever. But there's still little things that are being black that I need you to pass on. That's which is like that. Thing. Like, I need you to know how to put lotion on. Yes. I need you to know where, at least where the barbershop is at. That's right. Like. Certain things, like you said, are like a rite of passage with black people. Like, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's not a no negative stereotype, nothing like that. But it is like, you need to know where you, who can cut your hair. Cultural things that you need yes. to know. Just things that we do so you don't feel awkward when you're around yes. your own people. If somebody runs, we all run. That's know right. That. We don't look back. Don't we just go. Don't around with, with Brittany and Becky and Brad trying mm -hmm. to see what's causing the noise. You mm -hmm. run with the Tyrones, mm -hmm. Shaquans, Daquan, wherever they going, you go. And then mm -hmm. you ask questions what we get there. What was he running from? Because mm -hmm. that's why they be killing all the brothers and sisters in the uh, in the scary movies because they be trying to defend themselves. They, they be trying to stand up for yes. their, their white friends. 
They be like, they be like, they be like, get him, Jamel, get him. You know what I mean? And Jamel trying to fight, you know what I mean, whoever and get his head chopped off while they sitting there like, oh my God, they killed Jamel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Jamel yo. need to be like, oh fuck y'all, I'm out. Yeah, you need to run. Tell me how this ends. Get out. Yes, 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 yes. But no, but it just was, um, but it just made me think because like my mom, I was talking to her today and how now they announced that they're having a girl. And that's the one of the first things that got mentioned. Oh my God, if they have a girl, I wonder what her hair is going to be like. Mm. Is she, she going to have good hair? Yeah. Mm. Well, that depends with, that term is depending on who you're talking to. Oh, exactly. Like, that's why, well, I woke, know that you get it. Woke black people don't say, uh, exactly. like, good hair what, or white people hair no more. Yep. But that's what <laughs> you, but you knew what I was going with it. Yes. Yes, yes, I'm woke. But there is that whole where the question of what's she gonna look like? How dark is she gonna be? Like, what what's her features gonna be like? Because mm-hmm. she gonna have it harder. Because you could be an ugly ass dude as long as you keep your hair cut and your clothes nice, people will still fuck with you. Girls, mm. it's a whole never, and that's across the board. Yeah, no I matter mean, what. She race, right though, because I used to be like, class, how did I get that girl? <laughs> yeah, it, but girls is another thing. Like that's a universal problem right there. Is the expectation of what a girl is supposed to look like, and um, it's just even heightened when you start dealing with like girls of color. Mm-hmm. But white girls got that same thing, where it's like, do you like keeping your hair done? The emphasis on your shape, the emphasis on you know just what you look like, mm-hmm. and your attitude. Because that's the one thing I think I have. I was on one the other day on Facebook, so I was just posting all kinds of stuff. I was coming for white people. I'm not gonna lie, but (laughs) I was there for it. And it wasn't, and it's not even out of a place of hate. It's out of a place of disappointment. Mm, That's having it comes from disappointment in the aspect of it's 2021, and we still got to have diversity jobs. We still got to teach you on how to treat us. And be a decent human being. And for some odd reason, y'all, they don't, they ain't listening. It's a lesson they don't want to be taught. But yet we keep being forced to keep trying to treat them. And it's, it almost is like, well, you don't want to be like segregation. It's not that you want segregation, but you almost want to be like, if you're not going to get on board with me being treating me decent, then mm-hmm. I don't want to be around you. Right. I don't right. want nothing to do with you. Right. I don't want, I don't want to have no parts of what you're a part of. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not, and like I said, it's not hate, it's just disappointment where you're just like, yo, especially, I would say for someone maybe like me who grew up in an area that's like predominantly white, mm-hmm. and you kind of see the relationships you have with certain white people. And then when you turn around and you see that evolve into them kind of now being like, this is what you think of black people. Like, you know, I'm black, right? You, I don't, you said disappointment. No, for me, I'm just mentally exhausted. Yes. I can't sit there and say I'm disappointed because like being raised in a, in a, you know, black household or crazy as it was, we still was uh, we were still made aware of what not to do, you know what I mean, to draw yeah. attention to ourselves, I guess you want to say. And I'm just mentally exhausted. You know what I mean? We inherited this battle, this race war, whatever we got going yeah. on. We we were born into it. It was going on before us. It's like that I always tell people that Billy Joel song, We didn't start the fire. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? We didn't start the fire. And, you know, I think, I'm, I know I'm just mentally exhausted of fighting it. You know, where yeah. I'm like you were, it's like I'm just trying to distance myself from all those negative people the best I can. I mean, I haven't even been on social media, you know what I mean? Because it's just, I'm just exhausted. Yeah, it is. It's very like a friend of mine, she had said how last month was Black History Month and then this month was um, Women's History Month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Women's Mo- History Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how she was just like, this is so draining. Because she was kind of talking about an aspect of like, I'm trying to educate. She's a nurse practitioner. She's like, I'm trying to educate or, you know, being Black during Black History Month. And now I got to turn around and, and kind of explain or advocate for women in the next month. She's like, it's just too much, like back to back. Like, and I was like, I feel you on that. And it, it made me think of that when you were talking about just the being drained, where it's yeah. like, the expectation of this me being required to keep teaching you how to treat me. Yeah. And it's just like, at what point do we just say, okay, we need to just like, this student's going to fail. Like just drop out of school. Like <laughs> we're not going to keep trying to bring you on board or whatever. When you clearly have no interest in the subject matter. You're just outdated. So let me ask you yes. a question at, as a white person. When you say you don't want, you're tired of teaching people how to treat you, what point do, like, is it comfortable, and obviously you you guys can only speak for yourselves, for people asking questions, is it their their intent? Like, are they actually trying to to learn and understand? You can tell by someone's tone. Yeah. You know, you can tell by someone's demeanor, if someone's being condescending, you know, things are like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so I... So tell me why you put hot sauce on your wings, huh? Huh? Tell me about it. You know what I mean? Is it the take? You know what I mean? Like somebody sounded like that. Like you're not really interested as far as and it's like I'm trying to it's be a, funny. It's, and it's like it's a white people do it too, bro. You know what I mean? Why don't you just try it? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's crazy how we'll be more inclined to like say I saw a black girl say she liked um uh you know, one of the white boy bands and she wears like everything about her, she identifies with white culture, but she knows that she's black. Mm-hmm. And how did that even make a story? How's that even being talked about? Like for me it was like I don't I really don't give a fuck. But, you know, it's like I feel like that stuff is what's being promoted. Like, you know, it's still being put in your face. And I don't know if it was to say, hey, it is okay or if it's to a further attempt to make my people lose their identity. As far as you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand. Dawn, Dawn might understand, but no, I do. It's like, are you pushing this whole idea of is it really inclusivity? Like, where it's okay to like all of this stuff, right. or is this you low key trying to be like, hey, like our stuff and like less of your stuff? Like, right. the more of you that we can get to like less of your stuff, the less of a problem y'all will be. Right. It's that idea of, like, as long as you keep thinking white is right, then you'll be less to push back when these things are happening because we done taught you that well, this is in your best interest because um, that was kind of like with the whole thing with COVID. And I always tell everybody how I'm like, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm just more so for common sense mm-hmm. and making sure what you say you're going to do is what you actually going to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it made me think of with COVID because I had some friends who were just like, 
oh my God, oh my God, you know, do do the mask, listen to what they're saying, blah, blah, blah. But I had some friends on the, the left, I mean, on the right, who were more so like, hey, hold on now, like, I don't need the government to tell me X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I feel that, where it was like, what happens with, it was kind of that whole thing of like, they push public safety on you. Then they kind of, they push these things on you telling you it's in your best interest mm-hmm. to the point that you no longer have your own thought. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're doing stuff because you've been trained that... Programmed. Yes. Like, it's like you were trained that either the government, you know, knows what's best for you. So whatever they say goes. Or if you get into, like, that whole thing where it was like, they brought up the question of, like, with with the mask, where it was like, what's public safety? Are you going to tell me it's public safety that, okay, in this area, this demographic group is creating this problem at such and such time. So in the need of public safety, there's a curfew for those people. Mm -hmm. There's this for this group of people because public safety. And then we blink in in the aspect of kind of like what you were saying earlier at that movie, some of those, those freedoms that we, took for granted are gone because in the idea of public safety, we were told it, we started to believe they weren't good for us. Right. And that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? The more liberties people are giving up and not even realizing it, you know what I mean? Civil liberties that they're just giving up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only way I could put it. Blindly giving up. But, but, but But I also think it's a matter of, how far are people taking it? Like we could take any law yes. and go, well, yeah, the idea behind that law is, is great. How's it used? Yeah. How's it executed? Is that the, that's the problem. Right. It, it, exactly. Like the Patriot Act was founded yeah. on, you know, something that happened to the country and they thought that, that we needed it. But now they can listen to anybody in the name of national security. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about how things get used and how much people push what they can do. Exactly. Yeah. But I do feel like there, it is like where people want it to be extreme either way is because I do feel like while we don't want to lose some of these like freedoms and stuff that we have and like our way of life, but I just hate that that same um, the same idea are pushed onto things like the Dr. Seuss book, like the Aunt Jemima bottle, where it's like, this has nothing. We're not taking no freedoms from you. I'll we're just trying to change these things. I tell you what it is. It's not that. It, it's just because people will just want to be people. Are, it's another thing going back to people wanting to be famous. People wanting to take ownership of whether creating or destroying something. There's only two things you can do with life: you either can create or destroy. And people are now looking so hard to point something out and did you see that and start a mass hysteria where it's like we're going to start a movement we're going to take that down just to feel like they're a part of something and to have their 15 minutes of fame and glory that they're just now destroying anything and everything there was uh i remember there was a story about um it was over in the middle east one of those groups took over a town and they started destroying all the former owner's history they're burning down the libraries destroying their monuments destroying anything and that's what's going on right now people are taking over and are destroying anything and everything of value you know, see i don't see it like that i'm not listen i'm i'm not sitting there saying all things need to still remain like there's certain things that do need to be put aside but now there's some things are being taken away 
I I wasn't caught. I didn't look at Pepe Le Pew. I thought he was funny. You know what I'm saying? I didn't look at Speedy Gonzalez you, as you, you, you as, know why. As, can, can, and I get what you're saying, but you've never had a guy on you like that. How do you know? Okay, I told you, you know, about that right. motherfucker chasing me around Minnesota that I had on the head in the head with a bottle. That's so how the true. Fuck nowadays, you, know? you don't know. Yeah, There's like I said, so, you so like know. you can't sit there and say that. You can't. Honestly, that's funny. That's true. You can't nowadays. Yeah, that's you know, motherfucker. You know, I had, to, I had to tell. I almost had a soul to do with a beer bottle because he was he was coming on like that strong. You know what I mean? Like we can't sit there and women can't sit there and say, "Well, you don't know what that's like." You don't. You don't. You can't say that. Okay, so may, let me put it this way then. That's something that we grow up with, and and a lot of times you're taught that that's good. You want somebody to come after you like that. That 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 means they like you. He hit you on the playground. Oh, he probably has a crush on. Well, you. then we need to cancel. Uh, we need to cancel. What's the name? Uh, the Parkers then. Uh, what's you call? Because she was chasing. Uh, Mr. Warley. Yeah, she was Warley stalking B. him. Yeah, <laughs> him then. she was like Pepe Le Pew then. The, the professor. Le- you know what I mean? Like, come on, I ain't trying to hear that shit, man. But I'm not that, saying that, he should that, be canceled. The double standard. Yeah, it's a double standard. There's a double standard right. that men are not supposed to be whatever, and when women, it's whatever. But I feel like some of it though is it's it's to me what I don't understand is why people like Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, stuff like that, where these are known racial Im- like racial images that you don't need to sell pancakes. Yeah. And the fact that people are like, oh, my God, they're trying to cancel. I'm like, no, they're, what they're trying to do is be like, hey, we recognize like we don't need we don't need this to get this point across anymore. Or we are we, you know, in theory, society, we've become more enlightened. And we we know we know that these are not images we want to keep putting out in the world. Mm-hmm. And the people's responses to it is what's scary to me, because. I saw somebody talking about, like, with the Dr. Seuss. I was like, Dr. Seuss, they just got rid of the ones. I was like, they got black people with bones to their nose and feathers, like, super dark. You got Asians looking a certain way and this, that, and the other. And I was like, that's not, we, in theory, never looked at, we never looked like that to in the way that you're using the image. Mm. And so I'm like, and then trying to correct that. And then somebody had said, oh, well, cancel culture just makes them money because look at it's It's stupid because it never works. And I was like, no, what it's doing is making you, you need to look at your friend and be like, so tell me again why you bought that book. Is it like, for, are you trying to invest? Like, you know, it's going to be worth money. Or were you trying to send a message that you're okay with that stuff? Or like, what was your meaning in going ahead and selling buying this book and paying $400, whatever, crazy amounts for them Dr. Seuss books. Mm. So I'm like, what was your mean? Like, what's your meaning behind it? And I think that's when I go back to where I talk about being, being disappointed in uh, white people sometimes. Cause I'm like, check your friend. Like it's always us. And when I say us, I mean like black people who are kind of like being the ones that are in front of you talking about, this is how you're doing me. Don't do me like this is blah, blah, blah. This is how I should be treated. And I'm like, you need someone who looks like you to come in here and be like, yo, homie, that's not cool. Like, mm-hmm. that's not even, why are you Why are you still supporting this? We can't, I can't fuck with you if you still support and stuff like this. Right. And they're not, do, not saying all of them, you know, just in general. Right. They're not doing that. And so I'm like, I tell people all the time, I don't understand how racism still exists when every family got a black, 
a black uh, brother-in-law or an Asian sister-in-law. Made and we still there. up here talking about trying to treat us. I mean, what are still under nine are still we're still not seen as beautiful. Black is still yeah. not seen as beautiful. But I was just like I said, you know, we just just gotta keep on moving, man. Gotta keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna change in our lifetime. I mean, it's getting better, I think, and then sometimes at the same time, I feel like it's getting worse. Yeah. You yeah. know, every time I feel like you know things are going in you know in the right direction, go backwards. But I'm still gonna breed green eggs and ham. You know what? You know what I think yeah. is crazy. That's my favorite. That was my favorite Doctor Seuss book. You're not gonna take that away from me, man. It's crazy that the people who are going out and buying these Sam books have never heard of these titles before. Yes, the people that are that, that are so upset about it. It's like, oh, so you really like that book? Name two of them. Name one of them. I'm just, I, I just like green eggs and ham. Like I was like, you know, oh, I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy green eggs and ham because that was my shit. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't eat pork, I don't eat pork, but I still like that book. <laughs> it could be turkey yes. ham. Okay, yeah, turkey but, ham. But I would say like people, but it, see, those books are still around, and that's why when the person had made a comment about being canceled, I was about how the left was playing the liberals or whatever. The media was playing the liberals. And I'm just like, why do these people, some of these people on the right think that it can't happen to them? I was like, they're playing y'all all the time when they throw that word, that phrase, cancel culture. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was like, you off top or eating whatever they serve in. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize what you're eating. Mm-hmm. But yet you steady coming for this other side. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, it's like, I was like, you got to put stuff in words they understand. Because I was like, you know, this whole, like, Dr. Seuss thing. I was just like, put it in words people understand. Opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all are perfectly... I was like, look at these images. These negative stereotypes is the same as locking up black and brown people for being mm-hmm. on crack. Yeah. And then, then, okay, the Dr. Seuss company, which would be society decided, hey, maybe there's another way to go about this because white people started being on heroin and being on all whatever drugs. But, and now all of a sudden there was, we need to find a new way. We need to change how we think about this. That was like, it's no different. Like people recognizing like, hey, we need to change the imagery that is being presented of, you know, black and brown people. And the fact that you see some of these like white people fight in it, you're just like, what? And it's crazy. Don't cancel a book. But they won't cancel a private prison. Where's yeah. the priorities at? Well, that's a lo- that's a lot of the thing. I was having a conversation with um, a family member, and they were talking about you know people wanting to take down the mo- you know certain monuments and you know this and that. And I said, "You're missing the point." I said, "Black people are liter- are literally saying like we want the cops to stop killing us, mm-hmm. and the ones that do, we want them to be held accountable." That's it. And then, not all white people, but white people are going, okay, so we're going to put diversity um, jobs in, into our business. And they're like, okay, that, that's good, but we still want you know, the cops to be held accountable. We still want cops to, to stop killing us. Right. Okay, so let's take down these monuments. And it's like, okay, hey, we're, okay, that's all secondary. Like, what about the cop yeah. thing? Yeah. And it's just kind of like a distraction. Well, yeah, they said, and I believe it was, I forget what emperor said it or whatever said it, but if you want to keep the people distracted, just entertain them with games. 
It was a, some Roman court, something like that. Keep the, you know, fun and games. And that's all it is. They're mm-hmm. just keeping us distracted, fun and games. And it's also, too, where people don't think... I, I have a cousin who lives up... Who's up in Pennsylvania. And when they started talking about taking monuments and stuff that down, and she is um, biracial, but leans a little bit more to her white side. She was up there and was just like, I don't understand why taking down monuments, that's just stupid and blah, 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 blah. And then I got on there and I was like, I live in the deep, what would be considered, I guess, pretty much the deep South. I was like, I go down streets that are named after Confederate, like uh, military people Mm -hmm. or known slave owners, high schools and stuff that are named after streets that are called Confederate way, Confederate monuments. And you're expected to be okay with that. You're expected to be okay with the continuous reminder of people that wanted to keep you in chains and did not see you as whatever. I was like, you're not going to see somebody naming something Hitler way. You're Mm. not going to see somebody putting up Nazi monuments and things like that and then telling Jews, oh, be okay with it. Drive Mm. down that street every day. Because we can't forget about it. Yeah, like, oh, forget about it. You know what I mean? Just so whatever. And so once I said that to her, she's like, oh, I guess I, I didn't think about it that way. And I feel like some of that is the difference between, like, the North and the South in that aspect where the remnants of slavery in that time is now is like everywhere. And now they're starting to come through and be like, we need to change some of that. But then you do have those people, like my mom was saying, driving around up around Grove City or whatever. And she's like, those people with Confederate flags hanging from on their porches. Yeah. And we're just like, what? Like, y'all, what, what the hell? Like, I, see what it, I see it around our little township. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna start with change, you gotta start within, and the first thing you have to do is give them back the name. See, I was given a different name, spiritual name, Jay Asadi, because my latter name that's an English name. You say Jason, I'm not Greek. You say Hall, I'm not English. Yeah, I had to give them back their name. Mm-hmm. They take on a spiritual name to start my own cultural identity. First thing you gotta do is give them back their name. You know, you riding down the streets and this, that, and the third, but you doing all this work in their name. How did you get your last name? More likely you got it from a plantation owner. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing you gotta do. You don't even have no you don't even have no identity with yourself. Um They took it from us. Before we go down an even longer conversation, because we're gonna <laughs> because Oh, we went down. I know, I, I, know, say, I know, but that's okay. Yeah. You know that I want Dawn to come back. Like, Ain't no soon, doubt. Because I love talking with you guys. Yes. And I love listening to you guys. I'm Listen, Dawn, you know, I'm usually the only black person on the show, so this is really... <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, I feel like we do a good job of... I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I'm not biracial on paper. I was like, but where we're from, I was like, I feel like we know both... Mm-hmm. A black and a white experience. Yes. And how um, that's different because even though we're not biracial by the terms of having one, you know, whatever, I was like, I've been a lot of places where people have like called me white and things like that. And so I feel like it is good when you have platforms like this where you can share both sides of the experience and like 
have uh, like honest conversations about what it what's what's happening in this country, what's happening like in these neighborhoods mm. that don't make the news every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um one last thing that I wanted to end on with um Megan and Harry. Okay. Well obviously we have to talk a little bit about Princess Diana. Oh yeah. And like so do we think that they hated her because of what Harry said, that she was just too good at it, and they were and Megan reminded everybody of Diana. No. You don't think? No, I think that they just saw her as a commoner, and I think that they hated that she was black, and I think that they, that they felt like she wasn't, she didn't fit the mold. She didn't, she didn't make the. I felt like I honestly felt like they felt like he downgraded. With, with Meghan Markle. I really do. I, I also feel like it was kind of like he was the spare and he was no longer the spare. So it wasn't really that big of a deal so much who he married. Cause I feel like if, if William had, didn't have any kids, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have let him marry Meghan. Mm. Oh. And, um, but I feel like once William started having kids, there was really no need for Harry in a, in a way. And so he um, was supposed to serve a different purpose. And when Megan came, and I think, and I don't, I feel like everyone keeps putting this back on Megan. And I don't even honestly think it was her. I think it was really um, Harry seeing how, what was happening to her and remembering what happened to his mother and not wanting to have that happen again. And the fact that like the British media knows what they did in a way to Diana and right. chose to do it again to Megan. And this time she had an element, which again was race that in being American that Diana didn't have. Mm-hmm. And um, again, watch the crown because they kind of have that same storyline with Queen Elizabeth and her sister, because once her, once Queen Elizabeth started having kids, her sister's role changed. She was no longer like the spare. Mm. And that gave certain freedoms in a way that Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth didn't have. But even in that role, like I feel like she, at least how they portray her uh, on the crown, she was suffering in it because she was still kind of held to a standard, but she wasn't necessarily reaping the same reward. If that Mm. makes a sense as her sister. So I can see where Harry would kind of be like, I'm never going to be king. Um, why am I putting up with this? Why am I putting up with this bullshit? Right. He just wanted to be happy. Yeah. Like there was nothing, unless some freak thing happened to William's family, he was never going to be king. So it was like, what? Why have this man, like why suffer? When you don't have to. I mean, they didn't want to name their kids princess and princesses. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, when you when you get all these nonstop insults and you know public humi- public humiliation because that's right. what it is. It's, it's just public humiliation. Mm-hmm. I would have did the same thing. I'd have been like, Megan, let's roll. We out of here. You know what I'm saying? I got money. My mom left me. Tell me about you. Told mm-hmm. me about this America. Take me to this. You know what I mean? I put on Tupac, California Love. <laughs> we were we going out to the West Coast. It's on. Okay. Last question. 
So when they had the conversation about how dark was Archie going to be, who do you think was the one that made the comment? They said it wasn't the queen and they said it wasn't Prince Charles. I have two people that I think that are top contenders of who it could be. I was thinking it was somebody like Prince Andrew, like an uncle or an aunt, somebody who's comfortable around you to say some crazy shit. You already know who and you're going to say, Ortiz. I don't know. That's who I just thought of. I thought of maybe like an uncle, like so like Prince Andrew. So what I think that, I think it could be William, just because when Harry was talking about their relationship now. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm wondering, you know, did he say that and he's so disappointed in his brother and, you know, or was it Camilla? Yeah, myself. Because she's family, but she's not. She's got that face yeah. that I... And I, I know. But she got that, that I'll call you nigga in a minute face. <laughs> They just some they some, some, some people have a face. Some people have that face, and you can just tell they call it. You know, I'll call you nigga in a minute. And I think that um, Harry would want to protect because, in essence, he'd be protecting his dad, right? By yeah. not saying, you know. So those are my two top choices. Like I said, it was just warning shots. I was just <laughs> that was just they were just saying they were shooting off a couple warning shots. Like, look, we really we really exposed y'all. She needs to write a book. At some point in her life, because I need to know the rest of the royalty. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I figured. I thought like Camilla, and then I was like, maybe like an uncle. That's only because I just know my own family. <laughs> and There's always that one uncle. There's always that one uncle or aunt who don't give a damn. Like, yeah. who who's just talks crazy like that. You just know they don't miss an opportunity. To, they don't Whatever they thinking, they saying. And then I was like, and all that stuff Prince a- Andrew had going on with that Epstein or whatever. I said, there ain't no telling you. Probably a dirty old man saying mm. all kinds of stuff. I know, but that that was the one that was uh, with Jeffrey Epstein, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're worried about uh, Archie. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yes. The mm. fuck. Oh. All right. Well, Dawn, thank you so much for jumping yes, on this show. I like with us. talking to y'all. I know we're we're gonna do it again soon. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you guys go have in. a good night. I know. All right, Jay, you wanted to play a song. What what, what song are we listening to? I, I, it's too, this sounds like an hour and so we're not playing this. Okay. Well, I'll put the link to uh, I'll put your link tree in the show. Yeah, just put the link tree up. Bye. All right, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Pop Off with Martise. Yeah, so long. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. 
I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.